You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. All right. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Buffalo Happy Hour. What's up, Mike? Derek, we are at Lockhouse Distillery. We sure are. Distilling. Absolutely. We're here with Corey. Corey, want to introduce yourself? Hello, hello, everyone. Um, this is Corey Moscato from Lockhouse Distillery, and I'm very excited to be here. Absolutely. With, with Moscato as the last name, I would think more winery would be your business. You would suspect that, <laughs> but uh, as long as as long as it goes in a glass, I think it fits. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Half glass, uh, half empty, half full. Yep. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Use a smaller glass. <laughs> That's what I say. There you go. Absolutely. I like that. So we were talking a little bit off camera how you got into this. Do you want to do explain kind of how you got into this business? Sure. Uh, I mean, it's really a tale as old as time. Uh, accidents happen all the time. I mean, come on, look at me. Thanks, Mom. Um, <laughs> but really, I English degree, English major, literature minor at Buff State. Someone bought me a home brewing kit in, I think, my first semester of my senior year. Uh, you catch the bug, so it said, with the brewing and the, the craft scene. Mm-hmm. And... Shit rolls downhill. Ended up going to grad school in Canada for brewery operations and um, brewery management. Worked at a couple different breweries across the state for about three years, including Flying Bison, Old Saratoga Brewing Company, which is now closed, but they were one of the largest in the state uh, until I had an opportunity to move back here to my hometown of Buffalo to join a just opened company of Lockhouse Distillery. No competition at the time first distillery in buffalo since 1919 so it was a no-brainer i just joined them as actually a part-time employee i wanted to follow a girl back here one of the best mistakes i ever made and uh ended up working for the distillery for a couple weeks until they needed me at full time and then a couple weeks later i was managing it nice (laughs) interesting how things work out like that yeah it, it certainly is um i mean especially for a new an emerging market 
that is Western New York for the craft spirits in 2013, this whole craft spirits movement was hot on the heels of the, the brewing boom. Naturally, it was the next logical step. Right. So um, having that experience in the brewing industry from a production management side really helped the transition. Having that uh, background made everything a lot easier. I couldn't imagine doing it without it uh, as seamless as I did. And you guys actually took it by storm, too, because I remember when you first came to this location and everybody was talking about the atmosphere to start and then how you guys made your cocktails and then the product. And it was like this full circumvent experience that everyone was raving about. And the first time I came here was actually for like a, a sub work event. Um, everybody in the industry that I was in would meet at different locations around Buffalo and just network. It was basically like, let's just all hang out. So we'd go place to place and then we came here one night and I was extremely thrown off because I wasn't expecting everything to show up the way it did from the cocktails and then the amount of products that you guys had was kind of overwhelming. Yeah. You have you have a plethora of things to choose from. Yeah, well, uh, we, we like our spirits here and we don't think that limiting your choices though from a local scene there's a lot to choose from we really want to practice what we preach Mm -hmm. and making products that are not just another notch on the belt or not just an excuse but really as unique in cocktails as they are on their own but approachable you know especially with when you talk distilled spirits uh, there's a much higher educational price tag associated with these products than there are beer, wine, or cider, where as a consumer, you can crack any of those other ones open, pour yourself a glass, and make your own discerning opinion based solely off that sip. With distilled spirits, very few people, other than ourselves, of course, are uh, pouring just a straight spirit and drinking it as is. Usually there's some utility or education, how to use it in a cocktail, and for a lot of people, that can be intimidating. So we want to make them just as approachable on their own as they are in cocktails. Sure. Awesome. Well, you want to talk about the products that you have here? Sure. Um, we have eight products okay. that we make. That we have we have eight of our own products that we make. Uh, seven of which are our flagship. That is to say, year round. One of is a seasonal. We started out producing our Lockhouse vodka when we were at our location in North Buffalo, um, and then and then very quickly moved to a New York style gin which is really just a homage to the real birthplace of contemporary gin being New York, originally New Holland when the Dutch brought over their tradition of making gin and juniper. There's fewer conifer trees and juniper trees here, so the resulting product had a reduced juniper content. And New Age, New World, Western, contemporary gins was born. Those are the gins that really feature the qualities and characteristics of the supporting cast and crew of botanicals, unlike London dry styles, your Bombay, your Tangray, your Beef Eater, which for some people can be very one-dimensional with the juniper and almost bitter. For me, I love them. Bombay Sapphire is a mainstay, but we wanted to help introduce the American palate to a much more approachable or balanced gin. Sure. And from there, uh, originally, this is right around the time when I joined the company in 2013, uh, they had purchased equipment and a load of barrels to immediately begin production on a rye whiskey. Um, having the background I did, I knew what the equipment was necessary and not 
not to any of their discredit, but the equipment that was purchased wasn't going to yield a quality or correct product. It would be very challenging to make what we needed to make in order to fill those barrels. So we sold the equipment and reserved and shelved that production of the rye whiskey until we were able to move down here and ultimately knock down some walls. But we still had all these barrels. So we developed an entire new recipe of gin, build of botanicals, a whole different uh, set of botanicals, herbs, that differed from our New York style gin that we launched with and aged it in new char oak barrels. Uh, I love barrel aged gin. I think it has a lot of mis and disinformation out there about the category. A lot of the barrel aged gins are on the market. If you go around, you'll see they're tan or yellow, very pale in color. And I, I want to say right off the cuff that they are an excuse. Not, that's not to say that some of them aren't delicious and great, but they're an excuse to just have another product line they're an excuse to reuse those once, twice, three times used bourbon, rum, wine barrels to recoup some of the cost associated with that original barrel purchase. So they put it in there for three, four months. It's been used a couple times. So the, the product that comes out is very tan, yellow, and mild. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really have the moniker barrel in the quality that it does in the name. So we use exclusively new char barrels to really blur the line between a young whiskey and a gin and on top of that uh, when we released it it was like every four months we would open the barrels and release them and we ultimately laid more barrels down to rest and filled than we needed to harvest hoping to grow the age on that product Uh, and now we're harvesting at 30 32 months in new char which is the oldest barrel aged gin in the country by my research that is but to be fair there is no gin registry so sure, I don't actually know that, but I haven't been able to find one. So if someone does, please send them my way because yeah. I'd love to try it. Yeah, that was my first question is where you get these barrels from. I didn't know that these were actually new barrels that you're finishing them in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, start and finishing this. And we uh, originally started, originally sourced them from Black Swan Cooperage, uh, which is some of the smaller 8 and 10 gallon barrels with the honeycomb pattern on the inside, which is essentially just a way for the the wood to accommodate more surface area and speed up that aging. But now we're filling exclusively 53-gallon barrels. Um, we're harvesting 25s and 30s, so we're scaling up. Um, we use uh, Klein Cooperage. I'm sorry, it's Kelvin. I always mix those two up. <laughs> Uh, it's not owned by Calvin Klein. Klein Calvin Cooperage is a it's an easy mistake to make. is a uh, barrel cooperage in the Pennsylvania area. They have a really good reputation for a long time before Michters opened up their own cooperage to satisfy their demand. They supplied Michters, which is a newer but very quality focused whiskey brand that everyone seems to be familiar with. I know I am. Well, today we got cocktails too. Um, this is with the barrel aged gin, and this is fantastic. The, the the way that you do it, you can definitely tell there's a difference between the ones that are aged for, like you were saying, very uh, low amount of time, whereas this one you can you can taste and see that it was in there for quite a while. Yeah, it's honestly we're looking at a bottle of just the barrel aged gin right here, and it is very very I wouldn't say even golden. It's brown. Yeah. It looks like a whiskey. It looks like a whiskey, and we really want to blur the line. We're not trying to make this a whiskey. This is a barrel-aged gin, but we want it to have the balance of that barrel and that gin and not just another excuse to 
use a barrel and put another product out there. The utility for this is really magical in that it can toe the line between those two. So whether you're using it in a gin old fashioned Mm -hmm. or just on its own in a Negroni, it stands up very, very well. Uh, I'm actually drinking the barrel aged gin neat, no ice. Uh, It's one of my favorite products because I love whiskey and I love gin. So for me, it's the best of both worlds. And I'll pour a little bit. Please forgive that this is a really large (laughs) cylindrical beaker. But if you guys want to try it on its own, feel free to take a sip. It's 45%, 90 proof. Uh, It's got a lot of high notes of lavender and lemon right off the top. And the barrel characteristic really just settles in. We want to blur the line. Ultimately, all these new styles, whether it's spirits, whether it's IPAs, they were created because people were pushing the boundaries and really trying to differentiate their products and try new things. So ultimately, um, we're really trying to elevate the quality of the style uh, without compromising on the end result. Are you able to barrel age any other spirits or is it just gin? No, you're allowed to barrel age anything. Um, I think that there's certain uh, cultural expectations about what is and isn't barrel aged. And there's even more legal limitations on what can carry the name barrel aged. Do you notice that uh, for a lot of products, they can't for most gins. And if a gin is on the market and it says barrel aged, chances are they just got a moderator that that didn't know oh. what they were doing and accidentally let it slide really? because the barrel age statement from as, as a statement as a federally regulated statement is only able to be used on uh, rum and whiskey oh, okay. and brandy. Excuse me. Interesting. Yes. Is that the length? No, it, I mean, no, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, rums out there that are, there's a lot of rums, whiskeys, and every other spirits out there that do have that barrel age statement that literally someone pours into a barrel with a hole at the top and it has a hole at the bottom. And then as soon as it went in, it comes out wow. and it is barrel aged. Right. And then the rest of the color is caramel. Yeah, I mean, it was aged for a second. That is a very <laughs> common occurrence that you will see across the industry. Wow. And it's just marketing, but it satisfies that legal requirement. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I won't even get started on the legal mandates. I spend way too much time working with the regulatory and compliance agencies and have headaches over their misinterpretations of the law. Like I want to put the most accurate 32 months barrel aged gin on my label. So it's a very accurately portraying the product for consumer confidence, but they say no, because it's a gin. So you can't barrel age it technically, even though we all know you can, that's how the law is written currently. So it can it can be challenging sometimes. <clears throat> what would the process be um, to modify or change or somewhat affect the verbiage of the law? Is it the same concept that we would go through, or um, is it different for you guys because of the product itself? No, it's it's not really different. There's actually a lot of uh, there's a big driver behind that exact example I just used right Right. now, Um, the TTB, Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau, formerly ATF, is uh, seeking, uh, has been seeking suggestions and input from individuals, companies, uh, trade associations on some COLA or labeling, essentially, changes that they're going to be making to the laws over the last 12 months. And based on those changes, they're going to come up with some revisions. 
And, okay. and there's a lot of uh, people, associations that have given their input on this and other topics that will influence that. So if they weren't already in process of going through some reviews and changes, it would be a little bit longer of a road, but there's been enough pushback and enough change in the industry to really give them the opportunity to reflect on the current status of these laws. I mean, looking back until the eighties and nineties when none of this stuff really existed right. or at least had mainstream visibility mm -hmm. or distribution, there, there was no squeaky wheel. Now, 2000, even back to 2010, 2013, when this start was starting to emerge a lot more, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And mm -hmm. so six years later, we're starting to see some of that grease applied. Right. Nice. And from a distribution standpoint, where can people find your products? We are available throughout all of New York State. Here in Western New York, you can find us at every local liquor store and over 350 bars and restaurants, but we're available through all of New York, New Jersey, Maryland, Delaware, the District of Columbia, and at some bars and restaurants only in Virginia. Oh, cool. Wow, okay. And then you can't, you can't ship, right? Yeah. It's like illegal. That's a whole other can of worms. It's a whole other can of worms that we're working on. Okay. Uh, I won't even get into it, but for those of you that are interested, you're welcome to give me a call. Um, it's called direct to consumer shipping and only six states currently allow that practice and they're only able to do it with each other. And the, the law, the concept is based on reciprocity. So you have to have interstate commerce in uh -huh. order to have intrastate commerce. So if we wanted to ship to somewhere, we have to allow them to ship to us. And wine has that with 46 states. Right. But uh, distilled spirits, they consider it a whole different thing. And it's a great example why temperance is alive and well in this country. <laughs> Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. <laughs> so speaking of location, where can you tell everyone where you're located? We are located in sunny downtown Buffalo, New York <laughs> at 41 Columbia Street, right in the heart of the Cobblestone District behind the Sabres Arena, or uh, right on the other side of Michigan if you're looking at it from the other direction. Uh, we do have a full-service cocktail bar and tasting room. We do bottle retails, not of our own products, not just of our own products, but any other New York State products we carry also, beer, oh, okay. wine, spirits, and cider. Cool. Yeah, we were just talking about how we'll always call it the Sabres Arena because it changes so frequently. It's, we just got to call it the I'm Sabres I'm sure it'll Arena. change in like three weeks. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, it's going to be the Billy Fusillo Arena. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be huge. <laughs> <laughs> it already is huge. It is. What made you choose this location? Was there a conscious decision or was it just available? Uh a little bit of both. Okay. It was a conscious decision. There was a limited amount of availability given the budget we had, but also we want, we knew that we wanted to have a retail or on-premise component to use our products and interact with consumers sure. and give back to the community, not just in a service capacity like any other bar or restaurant, but really give back in a way that we can use the people that came to our space as a way to do some market research. Here's some stuff we're trying. Give us your feedback. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think we're all very egotistical creatures, but I'm not too egotistical to think that our products are the end-all, be-all of existence. Right. We love feedback. We have plenty of room to grow, and we wanted to utilize this space as a healthy way to, to understand what that potential growth was. Sure. So, and right along around when we moved down here at 2014, the craft act new york craft act that really gave 
producers, farm producers, the farm law, farm breweries, farm distilleries, farm wineries, the ability to serve their own products, not just in tastings or do retail full bottle sales, but also by the glass and cocktails without having to get a separate liquor license um, made it very entertaining, made us entertain the idea of opening up a bar component with our tasting room and distillery so that we can utilize the products that we already had. Sure. Mm-hmm. And made some other ones specifically to fill that niche. We were New York, our bar was New York State only spirits for the first year and a half. Oh, okay. Which, fantastic, but not without its complications. Um, a lot of people, myself included at some point, like to think that New York is a very diverse place with a lot of diverse spirits. And that may be true for some of the categories and the quality of them. But you're not going to find any New York-based rum because guess what? No sugar canes are here. You're not going to find any New York limoncellos because no lemons. You're not going to find a lot. And some of that goes to you're not going to find any New York State bitter aperitifs like Campari, Capoletti, Aperol that are mainly used in a significant amount of cocktails. Negronis, one of the most famous gin cocktails that stood the test of the last century. And we were a distillery that at the time had two gins. If we weren't going to be able to sell a Negroni, that would have been pretty embarrassing right. and, a, and a huge uh, misstep on our part. So because of that need and that New York State source requirement for all of the products we were serving, we went ahead and developed our own. So that's where our Abisco Bitter, uh, it's a hibiscus-based bitter liqueur. It kind of falls right in between where it's bitter but not too bitter, sweet but not too sweet. Stands up really well in a cocktail. And if you're interested in bitter things it's really good on its own it does act as an aperitif and helps stimulate the digestion enzymes that are normally inactive before a meal interesting wow yeah. wow yeah Learned well i mean if you want to really get into it very briefly because <laughs> yeah. it sounds like i do um <laughs> couple you know over the last ten thousand and so odd years we grew up from hunter gatherers into settlers and mm-hmm. when we were hunter gatherers you would find something, you would eat it, it would be bitter, turns out it was poison, and your body would recognize that, that flavor and that taste as a signifier of that poison, and it would speed up the enzymes in your body to help get the poison out as fast as possible oh, to okay. pass it through your, your self. Go. Yeah, your, your we'll call it your system. <laughs> um, before it was too late and it took effect. Yeah. So uh, now... Not everything that's bitter is poison, and we know what is and isn't nowadays. So all of the bitter products that are on available on the shelf, whether they're your bitter greens that are supposed to be really good for you for the same reason why a bitter liqueur is still has that same exact effect on our uh, on our body chemistry than it did then. Wow, very interesting. Would not have thought of that. When did you learn all that? <laughs> yeah. uh, is that in your master's? No, like, no that's I, just research honestly, on your own? yeah, a little no. bit. Honestly, I when I went to when I went to Niagara College, Canada for that brewery ma- brewery master, is it? We didn't touch distilled spirits. Like we did one sensory evaluation class out of like the three hundred we did over the course of two years. So it was all that beer. Had to it. it was all. It was primarily beer. We did yeah. some tangential industries, but we did one class on like spirits. So all of all of that was uh, self education trying to get up to snuff and really understand the the lay of the land. I mean, I had I had been given an opportunity to run a distillery. I was going to do the best I can, and I'm a very big, firm believer that self-education is the most important and impactful type of education. Absolutely. You get out what you put in. Mm-hmm. It's Agreed. the same with a barrel. 100%. Absolutely. 
So speaking of barrels, are you thinking about releasing a whiskey in the future, or is that are you going to stick to what you have now? Oh, uh, we're in discovery for it. Okay. Um, I shouldn't really put too much behind it. Sure. In that we're we're really trying to support the products we have, and the communities that we're already distributing and, mm-hmm. and working with, uh, before we jump to new opportunities. Sure. Um, I think whiskey's great, and I drank enough of it, and we have a full intention of putting one out, but we want to do it right. Right. A absolutely. lot of uh, places can rush it, and it it shows. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing not not to discredit them, but we've we did that a couple with some products or some some new menu launches and you know you learn from your mistakes and especially watching the other industry members across this entire nation as the the craft spirits boom and the adjoining cocktail community grew you learn from their mistakes right mm-hmm. well, so you were the first distillery in buffalo since the early 1900s yeah so since then what have you done in and around buffalo um outside of giving us more reasons to come back <laughs> Can you repeat the question? <laughs> Have you guys done any community outreach since okay. your newest location being uh, back in Buffalo? Mike tends to formulate these questions. No, I like them. I mean, I can talk a lot. I think you guys already get that. I got I got a lot to say, and sometimes it's, I stifle it. Community outreach. That's such a lovely, vague word, right? right? Because it can mean anything. It could mean going out there and kissing hands, shaking babies, right. in that order, mind you. And uh, <laughs> well, if you kiss, if you shake the babies first, they won't let you kiss the hands. No. No. Uh, yeah, we do a lot of community outreach. We work with nonprofit organizations. We, uh, we go and we support our partners, whether that's other, other distilleries, other breweries, beverage, beverage, the beverage community as a whole, but beyond that, education. Mm-hmm. Um, we do. We throw a music festival every year, Cobblestone Live Music Festival oh, cool. here in the Cobblestone District. We actually just started the planning for our fourth year. Um, our dates are July 31st and August 1st of 2020. Oh, sweet. Uh, t- Blind Faith tickets did just go on sale. They're $30, and that's for a weekend pass. They're certainly going to go up once the lineup and subsequent information is released, and that's a steal. Yeah. Um, so if you're interested in that, go to www.cobblestonelive.com. Dot com. Okay, cool. That's awesome. That's exciting. July 31st and August 1st. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very exciting. And, and that has a nonprofit. Uh, we do have a nonprofit partner attached to that that gets cool. a portion of all the proceeds. The uh, CAC, the child, uh, the, oh, excuse me, the CAC or the Child Advocacy Center of Western New York okay. that supports um, and defends against child abuse and, and treatment. Cool. That's huge. What, what bands have you had in the past? Uh, we've had some pretty big bands. I mean, music was always a big component of Lockhouse, and mm-hmm. that's some of my partners um, were musicians, had bands, have touring acts still to this day. Uh, so even before Cobblestone Live, we had bands like Nathaniel Ratcliffe and the Night Sweats oh, cool. play a 10-piece set right where we're sitting in the back of the distillery. Oh, it was sweet. one of those... Uh, 103.3 The Edge secret uh, secret shows that they kind of teased until like an hour before when they let it out, and sure. then whoever got there got there. That's awesome. Um, yeah, you wouldn't think Imagine it, the acoustics could, in here would be flying. They're actually, I thought that when we first moved in, but they're great. Really? Yeah, okay. they don't bounce off because everything gets so high by the time they're lost. Sure. You, 
can't hear it, can't see it. Right. Definitely can't see yeah. it because it's noise. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just because you can't Good see catch. it doesn't mean it's there, though. Good catch. Um, <laughs> and we've had uh, we've had some pretty big names. We have had real estate play our first year. Okay. Um, wow. Solid Disco, which is a, a hometown favorites. We just had Joywave last year. Um, year two in 2018, we had, and I'm drawing a very quick blank. Uh, I want to say Broken Social Scene. Yeah, it was oh, okay. Broken Social Scene. But hometown favorites like the Sheepdogs from mm-hmm. Ontario, Aqueous, and uh, it's a diverse music festival, so it's not just like classic rock or indie. Sure. We've had we have DJs, we have bluegrass. Last year we had uh, Animobiles, which are like little go kart size. Uh, go karts that you can sit on. They're covered oh, cool. in an animal fur, fake fur, of course. Yeah. Uh, that you just oh. ride around. Those we had a spaghetti parm eating competition presented Ooh, by chefs. Nice. Yeah. 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 You need yeah. a lot of uh, spaghetti parm. Yeah, yeah. He's an Italian guy. He's yeah, into it. For sure. Yeah. Well, you should enter. It's going to be happening again this year. We had a celebrity uh, round in a in a normal people round. Sorry. Oh, okay. I don't know which category you are. I don't know. We're definitely yet. normal. Yeah. <laughs> definitely normal. <laughs> normal. A little bit bigger. Uh, that you know, that, we'll that chair is making you look yeah. a little bit bigger than normal. But <laughs> still, normal. I, I am normal definitely ask. a foot above Mike right now sitting down. So I'm not that much taller than Mike. It's just that's what we are. It's fine. <laughs> You're large and in charge. Running the show. That's cool. It's a really cool function that you put on. It definitely brings more because what we're trying to do here is just continuously promote Buffalo businesses. Of course. And you're doing that also with this event and just being here, which is really cool that we got to touch base with you. Yeah, honestly, I think it's going back to people practicing, preaching but not practicing. Right. Uh, that, in my opinion, is a very common occurrence in a lot of communities. But here in Buffalo, if there's something Buffalo loves more than anything, it's Buffalo. Buffalo. Yep. And to my dismay, I've seen over the years a lot of companies really take that and use it to their advantage without really giving back sure. to the community, to their customers, or to their own industries. And, and really, I mean this full wholeheartedly that we're much stronger together than we ever could be apart. Mm-hmm. And that, that transcends all invisible lines or concepts, whether it's all distilleries working together, sure. whether it's the community, whether it's the consumers, whether it's the New York State Legislature. I mean, everything you work together to accomplish things and the more you support each other, the more you trust each other, the more you grow. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You also have the New York state flag on your wall. Yes. Which is so yeah, we kind of take it down from left to right from the United States to New York to the Buffalo flag to us. Nice. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. Really which, cool. which fun little tidbit from a New York state legality standpoint you're not allowed in any of your promotional material as a licensed producer beer wine spirits or cider to have either of those uh either of those two uh, the u.s or the new york state flag in any of your pro material whether that's printed social media interesting yeah oh so no idea why so we can't take a picture of it you can because it's not my material it's your material at that point are we getting i can't i can't distribute that content (laughs) You gotcha. Okay. So having that up on the wall is not nothing. It's just distributing it is. Sure. Which so if we take a picture and post it on our official podcast page, then we shouldn't. It's all gravy. No, you can't. It's your you're creating it. Okay. You have ownership of it because you took the picture. Okay. If I took a picture as a representative or an extension of Lockhouse and I you know showed it to my grandma, 
That's yeah, illegal. Wow. That's interesting. I got to say sorry, Grandma. <laughs> also, so what's next I'll for Lockhouse? show you the next picture. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, depending on what it Maybe. is. Yeah, I got to check first. <laughs> Don't want to just give her first. full reign to my gallery. That's dangerous. My grandma, and she is liberal. She's a fun lady. Yeah. <laughs> what's up, Eileen? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Give I'm her sure a shout out. I'm sure she's listening. Oh, yeah. yeah. She'll, she'll hear it. I don't she even watch. know if she knows how to use this. <laughs> but... You can help her out. Yeah, I'll help you out. So, so that's a good question. So, what's next for you guys? Um, what's your five-year plan? Don't Just, die. Yeah, there you go. That's uh, a good one. Keep growing the hair. Bill, that's Baby Daddy from that movie. If anyone remembers, one of my favorite. Uh, our five-year plan really is to grow at a steady pace. We've never taken any bank loans. We've never taken any cool. angel investors, which is very unheard of, especially in this industry wow. and especially in this Absolutely. day and age. So we're growing at a steady and stable pace. We've just added some sales uh, sales team, um, members of the community that haven't either have limited experience in this arena and that we've molded ourselves. We're not interested in pulling in some expert from Florida, from Dallas, mm-hmm. from California to come and tell us how to work with our community and our products. We sure. know our products, we know our community, and we want to promote our community. So we work with people that's in, that are our neighbors. Um, so we're very lucky to have just brought on a regional sales representative, okay. Lauren Burton, um, that we're lucky to have her. And she's been with us for a little bit, just under four months. And she's, she's fantastic. Awesome. So that figures into it. If, you're not, if they're supporting and representing your own brand and your own products, then why should any of your partners? Right, exactly. That's true. It's your retail partners, et cetera, mm-hmm. distributors. So um, we're just now expanding to make sure that the support we're giving to our products and our community matches what we're expecting from them in return. Cool. Awesome. awesome. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate your time. If, do you have any questions for us? Shoot, I guess a bunch. <laughs> I don't even know how long it's been, like 10 minutes? No, it's been 30, 32 right now. Oh, that's nothing. We, yeah. I got some more time. All right. Whatever you want to talk about, man, this is your time. Um, oh, <clears throat> man, it's a scary idea. <laughs> um, you like to skate. You were sponsored. We learned about that a yes. little bit ago. Yeah, I broke my leg when I was 17, and that was the end of that story. <laughs> uh, but I still, I still like to skate. I like to snowboard. I like short walks on the beach. Oh, That's perfect. what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm sure you love dogs. I love dogs. Yeah. Broccoli. <laughs> Big fan of broccoli. <laughs> Woo! Seriously, though, if you've got, if you got some, like, broccoli... <laughs> Bring it, not like I'm not. That's not a euphemism. I'm talking about actual broccoli. <laughs> he's he's literally not lying. Right. When I walked in, he was having a salad that I thought was a stir fry. He yeah. gave me shit for it, and ah. then it was literally. It, it was good. It was a. It, was it looked a, like a, so much dressing. It looked like a stir fry. Yeah, it, it was a lot. Dude, it did. It, it was like soy sauce was all over the place, but it wasn't. It? But yeah, there was broccoli there was all broccoli. over it. Yeah, you were into it. So I was into it. Do you have a menu here? A broccoli menu. Is it- yeah, just regular broccoli. You selling broccoli here? No, we don't sell broccoli here. Uh, I'm assuming it's raining. It is. Okay. We are in the distillery, and there is a uh, metal-plated roof. Oh, okay. And if you can't hear it, it's like a bunch of little tiny kangaroos hopping on the roof. I was like going to say thousands of them. Little and they're, were, they're really small. We're talking like yeah. dime-sized kangaroos. <laughs> Which brings me to my next question. Would you rather 100 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? Oh. <laughs> now, I question. like ducks, right? Mallards, yeah. they're very interesting creatures. Yeah. They're kind. They're very smart like pigs and dogs and sometimes humans. Uh, so I would take the horse-sized duck. Me too. 
Yeah, I'm but all it could ride choice. that thing. It could fly. <laughs> I know you're not. You're not flying on any of those small horses. What are they going to pull? It would be adorable. A cart. Yeah, it, it would be so adorable. So there, there's though. a definite cute factor. Yeah. Sure. However, when you I don't step wanna, on one, how bad are you yeah, going to feel? Sure, yeah, and I don't want to deal with all of that maintenance. I'd rather true. just hang out with one, one giant, one life form. <laughs> there was a duck that came here to Buffalo, right? Yeah, the yeah, I saw. I saw it was pretty big. I didn't catch its name, but I saw him. No. Mr. Quackers or something. <laughs> something ridiculous. But yes, one, one definite horse-sized duck. Horse-sized duck. Uh, what else? Which could be what's on that roof right now. That was making some noise. No. Well, I guess I don't know. When is this going to air? Um, couple weeks, yeah, a couple months? weeks. Probably, yeah, a couple yeah. weeks. Yeah, a couple weeks out. Well, we were just talking. Uh, I think somebody mentioned kangaroos. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, on December 12th, we like to use our distillery space for... A, uh, a mixed-use space when we're not in full production. Okay. Um, we like to hold special events here that are really fun and engaging and show people that there's a different way to do things and that there's a different way to um, conduct events that aren't the same old thing that we've all seen time and time again. So on December 12th, we have a, a nice, our second annual holiday market here at Lockhouse oh, Distillery. Cool. Um, there'll be a couple vendors, a food truck, a Bloody Mary cocktail bar, live kangaroos that you can hold. and So actual kangaroos. Yeah, baby kangaroos. <laughs> not dime-sized ones. They're probably you know, like a basketball-sized kangaroo. And it's, it's no cost, open to the public, and you can come on in and hug the little joeys. That's, cool. an, that's amazing. Yeah. So December 12th? Uh, December, 14th, December 14th. From noon until 6 p.m. It's a Saturday. Um, you can come get your shopping done. Local artisans, local brands. Um, we have Be Kind City. We have Bison Botanics. We have Nylon Candle. We have uh, the Braid Babes performing some really cool braiding techniques on all on anyone with long hair. I've got long hair. If you can't see yeah. it through your your screen <laughs> or your ear waves, uh, so I might end up having one. So well, that'd be cool. Yeah, we can release this before that event if you'd like us to. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I, just, I, don't, I, was, I was just running off yeah. the kangaroos. No, we, we, Topic. Well, we can just attend. Go That'd be fun. That'd be a fun time to attend. Yeah. yeah. I'm all, the last uh, time. All little kangaroos would be see, sick. I mean. Do you have events on Facebook? We do. We okay. do have events on Facebook. Uh, and what I'm showing is this is, here's a picture of like some of the kangaroos. Oh. Those, are the, those are the babies and the, like the little sacks that you can hold. Oh. Right? He's nibbling on some food. What a guy. Uh, <laughs> and that's that's an adolescent one so that's not like a baby one but it's holding some stranger's hand sweet and so you'll be able to sling them over your neck and whisper sweet nothings in their ear perfect yeah <laughs> nothing 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 if we if we can add to that event we should have one broccoli vendor you know i've looked and outside of having one of the like the food library chains or any of the local farmers, there's no one that specifically sells broccoli. Like, that's it. Maybe that can be the next business venture. Broccoli? Yeah, You're going to have a side business broccoli. revolving around broccoli. You know, that's not a bad idea. I have an employee named Brian Brados. Okay. Uh, well, I should back up. I have four Brian employees. We have really? 10 employees here. We're 40% Brian. Brian, yes. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> one of them's name is Brian Brados. Good guy. Wow. What's up, Bri? How you doing? <laughs> Big Bri. Uh, and we always joke about him opening up a tomato company called Brados's Tomatoes. Oh, nice. And I feel like there's some synergy in the marketing between that and any broccoli, but there's Absolutely. gotta be some like pun or, or 
uh, rhyme or alliteration because that's you know people people love that. People I love, love alliteration. That. Yeah, that's what the internet's good for. So yeah. put it out there with yeah. some feelers. You'll you'll get some good ones. Yeah. Maybe it's like an art teacher's broccoli schmockley or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're in a schmock. Well, we're in a schmock. Yeah. See, you get it. I don't have to explain it. Those are the best ones. You don't yeah, exactly. have to explain it. And everyone remembers. It. Yep. Everyone remembers Teresa. Or, or whoever she was to you. But I had an art teacher that was Teresa. Yep. She wore the smock. She had this like almost sideshow Bob Gray hair that just went all over the place. <laughs> you'd be painting a picture in her class and you'd like cough and there'd be some in your mouth and like, what the hell? <laughs> and I'm 31 with long hair and I have grays now, but I'm, I'm like, 10 years old and I'd find strangers gray hairs in my mouth. I don't That's know how they got pretty, there. Yeah, it's pretty strange. I'm in the middle of school. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> so, so this is fun. Yeah, what's your favorite cocktail? Oh, I like... A little Q&A. Yeah. Oh, my... My favorite cocktail... Two answers. First answer, honest answer, I like Mezcal. I like Mezcal okay. straight. That's my favorite cocktail. Wow. Um, there's three rules to Mezcal, if you ask me. Stink, stank, stonk. I want it to be really dirty, you know, like the Grinch. But uh, <laughs> uh, I want it to be very dirty. I want it to be burnt. I want it to have that very aggressive, almost scotch-like Mezcal taste. But the Lockhouse answer is I really enjoy a Lockhouse Negroni. Uh, and a Lockhouse Negroni is like a traditional Negroni. It features uh, equal parts gin, bitter, and sweetener. Typically, the sweetener is sweet vermouth, but for a Lockhouse Negroni, I like our Sakura Gin, made using the cherry blossoms from the Olmsted Park system each year. Oh, cool. Our Abisco Bitter Liqueur, and our Amaro as the sweetener. So it has uh, exclusive Lockhouse products in it. It's delicious. I can't drink more than four of them because I have to get up at seven in the morning, <laughs> but yeah. Awesome. So that's, that's the cocktail that would basically bring in Lockhouse to its core with everything that you yeah and and it's a Negroni it's a very familiar uh, cocktail that you know transcends a lot of those consumer educational barriers I mean not all of them certainly but it's familiar it's easy it's three three ounces one 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 stirred down with ice you can strain at over more ice or you could drink it up neat Uh, you can you know you could serve it in a test tube you could put it on you could put it in a dish. Mm-hmm. You could do any sort of Dr. Seuss stuff to it, whatever molecular gastronomy. I mean, yeah, we got one in a beaker. Or you now. could just, really or you could just eat, drink it as is. Just gonna drink it right out of here. Yeah, yeah. bottoms up, panties down. Just be a barbarian about it. So, <laughs> so that is thirty-one months new char. It actually got aged in a thirty-gallon barrel from ADK. Uh, at Adirondack Cooperage. We're no longer filling those. Again, we're only filling those pencil tucky ones that are fun. It's very good. We do sell our empty barrels. Oh, okay, We do sell them to homebrew clubs, breweries, other distilleries. Generally speaking, anyone that uh, wants to use them for what they're worth and promises not to cut them in half and fill them with dirt and flowers. Right. Uh, There is a waiting list, but if anyone wants to get on it, they're welcome to just give us a call. Do you have any product waiting for the Bills or Sabres to win a championship with? And then you're going to give them to the team. Have you thought about doing that? Because you got like a good 20 years until they do. So that's in short answer. <laughs> that yes, uh, we have not thought about that because that would mean that we believe it's going to happen. <laughs> Come on, man. We gotta we gotta stay optimistic. I'm optimistic. Of course. Yeah, I'm optimistically. <laughs> 
I'm optimistic that it's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's positive. Listen, I, listen, that's not a popular topic, and I'm probably going to lose some customers and some business nah. because of that. No, you're fine. Yeah, you don't know that. There's some real there's some real hometown folks out there. You know what I mean? Tim yeah, and like Kim us. from Tonawanda, New York. Those are made up names. <laughs> I hope. Sorry, Kim and Tim. Um, but no, for real. Uh, I think if you think about the if you think about the mental energy capacity and effort that we as a community put towards Buffalo sports. Not to say that they're not good entertainment, and I'm rooting for them. But what could we have done the last 15 years with all of that energy, money, and effort? We could have rebuilt the Skyway. We could have finished the waterfront. We could have separated from the United States and became our own sovereign nation that's completely independent and has no crime. You know, any of this. We could have refaced the Seneca One Tower. Yes. Yeah. We could have done anything. Yeah. And that's not to say I don't don't believe. I just, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I just think that there's other things that are a little bit more practical and worth our prioritizing. Interesting, oh, I love, interesting I love take. Buffalo sports. Yeah. They're a great distraction. Are you a hockey or football? Hockey. Fan? Hockey? Hockey, yeah. I grew up on hockey, so. Did you play hockey before you broke your leg? I played street hockey before I broke my leg. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> but <laughs> I got to really say, to digress till I think I was 12, and I was at Shogun Bistro on Transit Road because I grew up in, like, the North Towns a couple places. We moved around a lot. For a birthday dinner, and Dominic Hasek was there. The Japanese place. Yep, yeah, yeah, it was the Love one with the hibachi yep. steakhouse. Yeah, and Dominic Hasek was there. He was there with, I think it was his wife. You know, I'm not. You know, who knows? Right, right. He's a professional sports player. Yeah, not calling you out, buddy, but you. <laughs> but I, twelve year old me, went up to you with a pair of chopsticks, still in the wrapper, and said, "Excuse me, sir, it's my birthday. Can you sign these?" And you told me to, fuck off. Really? No, come on. Yeah, he said, "Come on, man. I'm in public." And it was like I'm a little I'm a little kid. I probably had like a runny nose or a booger or something. <laughs> like you could have just you could have told him no. You could have told me no. He was mean. Wow. He was mean. He's tall too. Yeah. But he's you know I I got all the love for him because you know he took us to great heights that we haven't seen yet. Right. Yeah. And the things he did were ridiculous. Ridiculous. And I get it. Listen, I'm I'm mean too to people sometimes, but not to 12-year-old kids. <laughs> yeah, if, if a kid came and asked for your autograph, you wouldn't tell him that. No, I'd sign Dominic Hashik on it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I have a similar experience with Jim Kelly, so it's fine. I, okay. share, I share the same last name as him, and it was the one question I got through all of my schooling. Mm. Are you related? Are you related? Like, Always. Go away. Go away. So, <laughs> so I walked up to him, and it was in a, a VFW. <clears throat> In. Oh, of course it wasn't a VFW. And of course he told me to just go away. So Did he really? Yeah, he's like, I'm That's not going to sign that. And I was like, okay, sir. And I just walked away. I was like 11. Same same, same age. I was like, I don't, whatever, man. It sucks that the Sabres, the Sabres are downhill now, though, again. Listen, Started off with such promise. We don't know what's going to happen on the back end of the season. We and don't. On, did those two Sweden games officially count on the record? No, I don't think so. No. No? no. All I know is that they're playing the Bruins tonight, and I'm a Bruins fan, so. Yeah, well, you can just go away with that. <laughs> Why are you Burns fan, can I ask? Uh, Not that I clearly care one way or another. (laughs) Growing up, I used to play NHL all the time on Xbox. Sure. That was always my favorite team. Xbox, man. 
That's rich. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> it shows how privileged I am. Really? Um, but I, I used to <laughs> used to always play. Have used to be in the Bruins. I think it was Nintendo. The last one I had was GameCube. Yeah, there you go. Bruins. There you go. Yeah. And so ever 94. Since then, I loved them. There you go. Yeah. 94. Crazy Taxi. <laughs> Heck <Nintendo> yeah. GameCube. <laughs> crazy Taxi. That's a throwback. <laughs> oh man, that was a good game. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, so <clears throat> I'm gonna think if there's any other uh, fun. I'm sure there is. I'm just always. Whatever you want, man. A nice stream of consciousness. Um, I'll record a pretend advertisement right now, and you could go for it. Sure. Oh, hey, I didn't see you there. Corey Moscato from Lockhouse Distillery. I make distilled spirits for the American working man because that's who I am and that's who I care about. Right in the heart of the Cobblestone District in Buffalo, New York. Come visit us at 41 Columbia Street. Bring your friends. Bring your grandma, bring your dogs, 110% dog-friendly. I can't overstress that. Over eight distilled spirits for Western New York. Cheers. Look at that. Look at that. Hashtag Just not a stream of consciousness. Yeah. I don't know. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. Bring the grandmas, though. And, also and the, the broccoli. And the broccoli. Yeah. Bring the broccoli. broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, and then where are you guys on social media so people can follow you? Uh, you can find us at Lockhouse Dist. That is L-O-C-K-H-O-U-S-E-D-I-S-T. For Instagram and Twitter, or Lockhouse Distillery and Bar on Facebook, uh, we don't have a Google Plus. Is that even a thing? Still? I've never heard of it. Either. We're not on TikTok either or Snapchat. Uh, <laughs> It'll just be videos of you eating broccoli. Yes, <laughs> that's what it should be. No, uh, I mean honestly, I think TikTok. You know, I've never used it. I've got I've got three nieces and nephews that are young. I think they use it mm-hmm. and. It's probably worth a look into because in 10 years, it's going to be the new Instagram. Because yeah. it's what kids grew up with. You Correct. Know? Correct. It's the same as Vine. Like when Vine exploded. Oh, like yeah. R.I.P. Vine. I remember but those That's days. what it's being compared to now is Vine. Well, Vine. Without Vine, the whole story aspect of Facebook, right. Instagram, uh, Snapchat wouldn't evolved into that. Those momentary collections of right. thoughts and ruminations and snippets of people's lives and experiences. So Vine really set the stage for the modern day social media uh, structure. Yeah, like ABC, CBS, and NBC are now Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah, TTYL, LOL. Yeah. And Gary, I'm not, I'm not taking credit for that. That was all Gary V. Hashtag definitely not a sponsor. <laughs> yes, but the- I remember Gary V. Back when it was Wine, La- Wine Library TV in 2006. In fact, I learned how to pronounce the word Jigendas because. I've watched that. Jigendas <laughs> is a region in Jigendas <laughs> is the region in South France that produces some really cool wines like Cote d'Aronne, Chateau Neuf de Pop. I worked at a liquor store for a long time. I was gonna say you turned French my, real quick. Honestly. That, that was my first uh, actual foyer into the into the alcohol industry was a liquor store associate, oh, okay. and we'd always pick one bottle at the end of the night and educate ourselves. Sure, educate. Air quotes. Yeah, it's research. All in the name of education. Yeah, all in the name of education. Um, <laughs> So yeah, Jigendas, and you know, I was talking with someone the other day about how you always got to bring the thunder when you're opening up a new <laughs> bottle of wine, which is something he said. Uh, and and I don't want to harp on the word Jigendas, but it is a lot of fun to say. And if you ever go to the Wegmans uh, Olive Bar and you see those giant beans that are like two <laughs> inches long, those are Jigendas beans. Come from the same region. They're not butter beans. They're not butter bean. The boxer. They're Jigendas. The boxer. Do you know how to spell Jigendas? G-I-N. Nah. <laughs> English major, literature minor, thank God for spell check. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, that's no, awesome. No bueno. Uh, awesome. Um, I, guess, I guess there's uh, 
you know, from preaching the good word of community and distilled spirits here, there's one topic I'd like to approach. Um, I represent, um, I'm currently the president for the New York State Distillers Guild. Oh, yeah, I knew about that. Why haven't we talked about that yet? Go uh, for it, please. Modesty looks good on everyone. No, please preach, because I've been told that you're the person for all of this, and you need to talk more about this. He's giving you permission, yes, essentially, please. which he does to me every episode. Yeah. He gives me permission to talk about it. You are the it. president. You have to talk about it. Yeah, well, I mean, all right, I'm, I was going to make a joke, but we're going to gloss right over that because that would have been. Who knows? By that time this airs, it might have not been funny. <laughs> Could be, right? You're not wrong. No, no, who knows? <laughs> Holy shit. Um, uh, so, uh, the New York State. Distillers Guild is a statewide trade association that lobbies, promotes, markets, and fights on behalf of all of our membership and all distillers and and consumers that enjoy New York State distilled spirits for a better business climate and more fair legislation, promotion, and market access. Um, We have some pretty major, major, we have some pretty major agenda items and efforts going into 2020, including direct-to-consumer shipping, reduction in excise tax fees, which, as a consumer, you don't realize it. Those sales tax you're paying, that's the third time that liquor's been taxed. That's the third time that beer's been taxed. I pay two, two other taxes on it as a producer before it even gets to the shelf. Wow. Um, New York State is also one of the heaviest taxed, and don't get me wrong, a lot of people view New York as a really tough place to do small business, but in my very humble opinion, um, New York State is very friendly to its craft producers. Thank you, Governor Cuomo and the legislature for being very cooperative and giving us more opportunities to uh, preach the good word of our spirits and sell them. I mean, look at Lockhouse. We are a distillery, a bar, a restaurant, Mm -hmm. a wholesale distribution, and a warehouse and we don't just can we can't just sell our own products. I can sell any New York State beer, wine, spirits, and cider by the glass or for retail, making us a one-stop shop. We're literally the only state in the union that can do that, which is fantastic. But that's not to say we have a lot of room to grow. I think of right. New York as the poster child for alcoholic beverage control law reform, and even going beyond the current uh, legislative goals here, we want to make spirits more accessible to mm-hmm. you. We want to make cocktails on draft a thing. We want to make being able to take home spirits and barrel and do a barrel aging program at your favorite bar, barrel aging program at home, a thing, and we can't. And those are all things we can do in this world. We've all thought about it. We know that those possibilities are out there, but why can't we do them? It's, it's really just parody and mm-hmm. getting on par. We can do that with wine. You can do it with beer, but alcohol is distilled spirits is really the ugly duckling of the alcohol industry because of those miss and dis education mm-hmm. and the educational, uh, price tag that's out there now, temperance is alive and well and the way you see it is distilled spirits is treated very differently than any other product category where you can get a license to sell wine beer or cider at a festival called a temp permit there is no temp permit that allows for distilled spirits hmm. why yeah. Right. So is there anything that us as consumers can do to help? Yes, absolutely. I mean, you can elect the right people. Sure. You can Seriously. You can write into your representatives. And it, most importantly, as a consumer, like just if we're going to have a whole other show called Distilled Spirits and You, it would really, which is a great show title. You should <laughs> run with that. We can do a whole other one and we'll get like six distillers down. Absolutely. Can, I'm into that. Um because we all we've I've done we've all done podcasts together sure. like shows and it's fun because you hear glasses clinking and right. and people throwing jabs. But as a consumer, the most important part of your job and I, it is a job 
and you're doing it every day without even realizing it is supporting the businesses, the experiences, the products, and the ideas that you want. Mm -hmm. If there's something you want to see more of, support it. Right. Not yeah. just financially with your uh, with your patronage, but with your social media posts, with the sharing of ideas and glasses of spirits with your friends, with your families. Um, and everybody else. Ultimately, as a consumer, you get to decide what stays and what goes. Right. If barrel-aged gins are just going to be a fad, if coffee liqueurs are going to be the new Jägermeister, mm -hmm. which they totally should be, by the way. Absolutely. We just uh, we just tried a coffee liqueur, yeah. and it was phenomenal. Coffee liqueurs are fantastic. Uh, most of them don't have caffeine for the same reason why Four Loco was disallowed in 2007. Sure. Uh, so just... Uh, <laughs> But some of them do. Mm -hmm. Do you remember your first Four Loco experience really quick? I didn't have too many. I wasn't oh, okay, a Four Loco boy. I, I had like Sparks. <clears throat> yeah, I, I had. Yeah, but it was the same concept. Yeah. yeah. I had one Four Loco, and then that was the end of that really? train. I immediately got off at the next stop. <laughs> it was not yeah. about it. Yeah. Was, yeah. It, uh, was it Destination Fucked? That Australian guy <laughs> yeah. that does off those of, things? Off of one Four Loco? Yeah. I don't know how old you are. Seven, six. <laughs> Seven, I'm not he's got, a, he's than got you. a young face. Yeah, well, you look young. Well, that's it's, it's going to serve you. It's, it's the broccoli. broccoli. Oh my god. Yeah, but you can't be. You can't eat too much. You got to be very, very, <laughs> so very careful. You got to be very careful with your carciferous greens, because if you eat too much, it can give you some serious intestinal issues. Yeah. Temporary though they might be. I don't know. Yeah, the fiber. So is it is the crazy. tree part first or the the trunk first? Yeah. How do you eat yours? How do I eat like, my Like, have you ever seen The Office where Steve I like I'll eat, I eat the tree part mouth. first. I don't eat the trunk part okay. first, but I eat both parts. Gotcha. I don't yeah, just don't cut just the trunk it. off. No, no, no. It's all about balance. <laughs> no, I love a good roasted broccoli. I, I'm like Bubba Gump from Forrest Gump. I like broccoli on a stick, broccoli off a stick, sautéed broccoli, roasted broccoli, dehydrated broccoli. <laughs> It's definitely going to be the title of this interview, broccoli. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing else. No, none of the important stuff about legality. It's just all yeah, No, broccoli. no, I broccoli. mean, all that is boring anyway. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I think it's fascinating, and I can nerd out about it for hours and hours with you guys, but I think the consumer, it can get a little dry for them. But if you are interested in it and you do want to you know, learn more, how you can help, how you can get involved, what money stands to be made as a consumer in the efforts that we're trying to accomplish there is opportunities and it's really, you get out what you put in, sure. you know? Yeah. Ultimately, I, I work as the president for the Distillers Guild as uh, uh, just on the side. It is uh, not a paying gig. It's something I do to support all of us and because I'm in a position to give help and make sure that we have a clear and thorough path forward to a future that I see benefits all of us from a distilled spirits point of view including moderation, uh, but everything in moderation, including right. moderation, um, reach out. Ultimately, what we're all doing together is going to affect everybody. So whether it is going back to Tim and Kim and Tanawanda at their church bake sale <laughs> selling broccoli cookies, you know, if that catches on, you know, it'll, it'll be good. And if it doesn't catch on, that's because as a consumer, it just – didn't hit. Yep. But if it does, you definitely need 5% royalties. Oh, 5%, like 13. There you go. 13, there we go. We'll yeah. bump it up. 13%. Yeah, because it's got to get taxed three times. Right. Um, well, good. Yeah, I, I don't really have too much else to say cool. other than uh, 
You know, if you haven't tried Lockhouse products, uh, we were the first distillery to in Buffalo since 1919 when Prohibition was enacted. Uh, we're available at every local liquor store and bars and restaurants across the city. If you're out and about on the town, ask your bartender for us. I know they carry us. Don't let them tell you otherwise. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. Well, thank you very much for your time, Corey. Yeah. Appreciate cheers, it. gang. Happy Appreciate to be cheers. here. Thanks. Thank you. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.